0: Hi, I'm Nancy Lottridge-Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. We're financial advisors for New Perspectives Incorporated, an independent, fee-only financial management company. And this is Money Notes, 15 minutes of financial tips and conversations about money to help you save more, invest smarter, and live better financially. So plug in your earbuds and get your notepad ready. It's Money Notes. This is Ryder Taff, and I'm here today with Susan, also of New Perspectives, and we're going to be talking about... Getting started investing, you're looking at, should you do it yourself? Should you work with an advisor? What's a robo-advisor? So we'll be going through those options today. Uh, First of all, If you've gotten to the point where you're interested in investing, you decided that you have enough money saved up, you can get involved in this, you can set some money away for longer-term goals, then you've probably started looking around on the big thing we call the Internet. There's endless advice on the Internet that can take you all up and down the investing ladder. Uh, For those of you who want a bit of help managing your portfolio, you'll even find robo-advisors that will manage your money for you uh, after just taking a short risk questionnaire. And then lastly, you can work with a professional. You can meet someone in their office or maybe meet them online, and they can assess what you need and what your goals are and professionally manage your money and give you advice. Um, But the big question is, who do you choose?
1: Well, you have three options, of course. I personally chose DIY, but I have a lot of experience um, in classrooms and outside of the classrooms learning about finance and investing, and that's not true for most people.
0: I don't know if that's fair to call it DIY, Susan. You work in an investment advisory. Um, But let's back up just a little bit. So talk about what we mean by investing. So before we go any further, I just want to interject with this is my standard warning about investment advice on the Internet. 90% of investment advice that you find on the Internet when you start your journey is bad.
1: And that goes for anything besides just investment. (laughs) So you want to apply that, what you would do to filter a search on Google normally. Definitely make sure you do your background research.
0: You're right. I mean, even 90% of the recipes that I find on the internet are bad. So definitely you can ignore 90% of the advice you hear online. Um, I'd say about 9%. Again, this is just what i say. 9% of the investment advice you find on the internet it might actually be good stuff. Um written, written by reputable people who know what they're doing and are being very careful about what they say. But that 9% it wasn't written with you in mind. You know, it might have been written for someone with a lot lower risk tolerance or maybe someone who's a lot older or younger than you and you don't necessarily know the audience. So even though it's good advice, it's coming from a good source and I would say, yeah, you could trust it. It's not for you. And then the last 1% of advice, it's good stuff. And it's, and, it might work for you, but you're probably not going to find it.
1: And that could just be summed up in the rule book, which is all of IRS's publications. So sift through that. Yeah, just read see. all of that.
0: <laughs> um, so that's why I often encourage people to, one, when you do find it, information online, you know, talk with talk with a professional that you may know. Talk with someone who can help you sift through that information and also always look at it with a critical eye. And that's going to be one of the biggest risks with DIY investing, uh, doing it yourself. Just opening up an account with, you know, say a Charles Schwab or a TD Ameritrade or a Fidelity and figuring out what investments to choose yourself.
1: And not just that, you have to figure out and uh, make sure you're compliant with what the IRS allows you each year is how much can you contribute Mm -hmm. per year in a retirement account and make sure you don't go over the limits Um, you want to try and max out each year what you can contribute but these are some of the details you're going to have to make sure you take care of on your own if you're doing it diy and of course you're going to need to research if you want to invest in individual securities um, you're going to need to invest. I mean, excuse me. Research those uh, stocks that you might choose to invest in. Alternatively, if you choose a fund, which is a group of securities, you're going to do the same thing with that. Make sure it has the lowest fees um, compared to what you could choose. So a lot rests on your shoulders uh, with that.
0: Absolutely, and that gets into you know when you're constructing your portfolio. Again, there's a lot involved. And you can learn about doing it yourself. You can do it yourself, but you need to be realistic about what's going to be involved from you and how much work you're going to need to put in. And so that might lead you, you're working your way up the ladder. You're like, I don't want to build that portfolio myself. I want to have someone build the portfolio, but I don't need to pay for all of the services of a financial advisor. So you might find a robo-advisor. And um, I just quick define that. there are things like betterment uh, wise banyan, acorns, uh, Vanguard and Schwab also offer Roboadvisor solutions. these are essentially, It is a computer model that analyzes your risk preferences through a questionnaire or something and builds a portfolio that they feel is appropriate to you. Uh, There's very little human intervention in the process of funding that account and getting that account invested, and they automatically do all of the investing for you. And with that, they generally offer decent advice. Uh, We were warning about tax issues you may run into Robo-advisors usually do a good job of saying, hey, these are your limits with your tax advice. Here's some other considerations for you. And they will also provide you with all the tax reporting that you need. So they do a small level of service above doing it yourself. But the process, like I said, you open an account, you give them, you do a risk questionnaire and then you fund the account. So I know both of us have looked at robo-advisors before. We've done their risk questionnaires, and we found some very widely varying answers. Susan, you had a weird result once.
1: Yes, some of the questions they ask you involve, of course, your age, uh, the assets you've already built up, any liabilities you have, and they try and gauge how you might react to a market downturn by asking kind of how you deal with risk in your life or how you might anticipate you would deal with a situation like that. And I've answered these questions before, and the model that the robo-advisor put me in was not a model I would have put myself in. It was much more conservative than I felt someone my age with my assets um, should it would be appropriate. And so I chose to do it on my own rather than use robo advisor. Rather it as than go with
0: a model that might be too conservative for you. And that's an important consideration. Um, some of the robo advisors have ways you can you can adjust that risk level yourself. Um, but they're not always they're They're trying to build a model that's going to work for as many people as possible. So there's not as much flexibility as, again, working with a professional who can tell you why they're building the model, what their assumptions are, and you can say, well, actually, that's not going to be such an issue for me. Uh, your robo-advisor doesn't necessarily know that you have a good bit of cash saved up, and so you don't need bonds in your portfolio. Uh, whereas a professional, a good professional, should be doing this similar sort of risk questionnaire, but will also try and is usually more capable, being a real-life human, of measuring your risk broad, more broadly and seeing what else that you have.
1: And you get a lot more hands-on and personal information from, of course, a person, rather than maybe from a robo-advisor who you're going to have to be very proactive about inputting that data if your situation changes.
0: So the main thing about working with a human, as we've clearly moved on to talking about working with a human, is that they can offer a lot more detail and a lot more nuance and react to situations in a lot different ways than a computer can. Of course, they're going to have all of their own personality traits, but in general, The human advisor who, if if it's a good advisor and they're keeping up with what they need to to know to work in the industry, they're going to be able to provide you with a much broader solution for what you need. And so let's look at the main types of advisors. You have independent fee-only advisors. So... Independent means that they are not tied to a specific company and a specific company's products. They are free to make their own opinions, choose their own products, choose their own stocks, manage your portfolio, and give advice in the way that's best for you. Fee only means that you're the only one paying them. So you are their boss. There's nobody, there's no conflict of interest between their income and your best advice, your best situation. There's a number of ways you can pay that fee, but you want to be the person paying that fee. Some investment advisors work for a company. They're brokers. They may work for a broker-dealer or an insurance company, and they may be limited in the products that they can sell you. They may sell you a certain insurance product that may have a high commission. They may, if they're working for a brokerage house that is trying to sell a certain stock, then they may offer that to you even if it's not absolutely the best thing for you. And while some of these people can offer you excellent advice, you do need to keep in mind that they're not fully independent. They can't necessarily offer you things that their company isn't offering itself. So, again, they can be excellent people, but the independence is an important part of it. And they are getting paid by somebody else. Uh, Even if they're only a fee, there are party lines from their dealer.
1: And some of those advisors, independent advisors or financial planners, you can go to, if you choose to DIY or robo-advice, and just go for their opinion to pay an hourly fee to get them to assess your situation. And similar, we similarly, we have clients who are very intelligent people, know a lot about their business or their line of work, but they don't have the time to manage their own portfolios and make all those decisions and do that research. So that's where we come in.
0: Absolutely, like we said you can do this stuff on your own but some people just don't have the time or inclination to do it and that's why they hire an advisor to do it so with a human advisor, they add value in the services that they offer and their ability to help you stick to your financial plan. A lot of what we do is on the financial planning side, helping people to save money with large financial decisions, either you know, deciding when to retire, how to retire, how to pay for college. These are all very expensive things that have a huge impact on your financial life, even down to smaller things like buying a house or choosing credit cards. Those still have impact on your financial life. And if your advisor is adding value there, that's money you're saving. That's more money for you every month. Another way they add value is helping you stick with your investment plan. I always tell clients that I can build a really great portfolio for them, but if it's not something that they're going to stick with, it's going to be the worst portfolio in the world. It could be perfect for their goals. It could be the one that's going to give them the best return for their goals. But if they don't stick with it, it's not going to work. So you want an advisor that you're comfortable with working with and one that you trust to make the right decisions for you so that when things get weird, when you see one year your portfolio performs poorly, you can turn to them and you you can make sure that that portfolio is still the one for you and they can help you either stick to the plan or modify it in a way that's going to work for you. So that sort of that sort of advice, those sort of services really add the most value. So you can have the same portfolio, you can have the same portfolio performance, but you have to think, what are the difference between all those different ways of doing it? Doing it yourself, working with a robo-advisor, or working with a real human professional who can sit down and help you out with other areas. I'm Nancy Lotridge-Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff, and this was Money Notes. Find us at newper.com. N-E-W-P, as in Paul, E-R.com. Call us at 888-831-3158. And join us next time for Money Notes. New Perspectives, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Register with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In no event shall anything said here be interpreted or construed as a solicitation to affect securities transactions or provide personal investment advice. A copy of New Perspective Inc.'s written disclosure statement is available upon request.
1: For more Money Notes, listen to the full episode at www.newper.com.